0: Called you. I didn't text and, you. And
1: oh, while I was sitting here, that's I the, thought about what to do.
0: That's the level of trust that we've engendered uh, between, betwixt ourselves in the last 42, 41 episodes. 42, this is episode 42. So the last 41 episodes of this more or less weekly podcast.
1: Um, yeah, it was sort of a low risk situation for me. I was probably just going to browse the internet, failing your appearance.
0: That's, you know, that's, that's fair. I, uh, I'm commonly would, uh, delay this 15 minutes via text. I believe that's more or less a tradition at this point, but now we've got an evening podcast and I'm, I'm, uh, my children are in bed. I have a glass of fizzy water. I have an index totally card. Different. Huh? What? what? Yes. I
1: said it's totally different. Is the index card blank? Or yeah. Oh, is it it's a hell of filled?
0: blank. No, it's, it's blank as hell. Um, okay. yeah, it's more just, uh, you know, in case,
1: in case something happens this time.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> I started out like wanting to, um, to keep notes as, whoa, I hit the microphone, real professional opener. Don't do it. Um, I, uh, I, uh, but I quickly discovered that I can't, I'm, um, not super capable of talking and writing at the same time. Uh, so normally I'll write our episode recaps by looking for, uh, in the waveform, places where it looks like one of us may have laughed. <laughs> and kind of just working <laughs> oh, my way up. Oh, no, out from there. these
1: are the, uh, trade secrets here. Mm-hmm. You're giving them away.
0: Yeah. All of our incredibly, uh, 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 yeah. I mean, the, the, what what other pieces are there i mean well sorry uh,
1: you just gave away our one trade secret
0: oh you're right we, uh, i was going to start t- 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 uh, tabulating our secrets but i guess we we already hit one out of one trade secret how all are you right, doing well
1: now i'm good yeah? um we're open source podcast now <laughs> That's uh, right. it's well, all out there
0: hey we're here to contribute to the podcast medium with our contribution our secrets Right. No, your it,
1: it might get fragmented after the fact, but that's not our fault. Uh, I have a minor headache. Um, mm-hmm. I switched to day shift today. Oh yeah, which uh, is painful, but that was is, so bad.
0: Is the headache I'm, painful, or the um, the day shift painful, or is the I headache? I feel a, it's
1: all of a piece. The product that's what of, I'm getting
0: at. Are you? I mean, is this a? where you? So accustomed to your, uh, your vampiric routine with the chillers, and now you're uh, now the, the daylight is. is uh, how's your skin? Do you feel like
1: um, itchy? Mm-hmm. Uh, I put it at a second degree chemical burn. Um, it, magical burns are very difficult to um, completely relate uh, into medical terms, but mm-hmm. you know, I think I'm healing. I uh drank some uh lamb blood, some tinctures. <laughs> yeah, and uh I'm good. I yeah, it's really busy cuz people are awake during the day. And also I have to be awake. And so it's just combining. Just those two things really combine That's for a, a disastrous uh, potential.
0: That's a lot of moving parts. I mean, uh, your previous right. job, I I, I imagine, now I haven't, I don't know, and I'm not asking you to give me any information on your highly classified government uh, job. So FBI agents that are listening to this, I'm not making any I requests. I know
1: nothing, yeah. which you know, is more or less actually true. Go ahead.
0: <laughs> I guess I picture some sort of a, uh, th- uh, this isn't like a classist judgment of you and your, and your role at the company, but I still picture you at like a Homer Simpson-esque sort of like, dashboard of buttons and and bobbles and and screens. And uh, maybe if it's the night shift, most of your job is to make sure that the graphs don't go up or to like, that the the, the lights don't light up. Is it a lot of sort of stability and monitoring? Well,
1: (laughs) uh, that's not completely untrue some days. Yeah. Um, Well, so at night I think you can have times like that. Um whilst engaging in sort of routine activities, you have to generate certain things, etc. During the day, it's the um I like to call it the um I don't know, I don't have a name for it. I think it may be a novel concept. It's the effect that people have on workload just by their mere um peopleness, you know?
0: Mm. Mm. Again, moving parts. They,
1: yeah, they have questions. Uh, it doesn't always relate to exactly what i'm trying to do um they break things they didn't ask questions about the things they broke um, yeah they're not as responsive as computers generally speaking it's a it's a real it's a real trick hmm real handful right but anyway i made it I'm proud. Of, um, we're all proud of you. This is relatively late for me now. Will be.
0: What was your at previous uh, sleep schedule? Know. Were you like a? Were you? I mean, I actually. So were you like a? Uh, after dinner, you just hit the hay and wake up at two in the morning. Like hunt a squirrel, drink its blood. Had <laughs> to work.
1: No my my schedule was like afternoon to
0: midnight. Oh,
1: I go I go to sleep between one and two,
0: pretty much. Okay. (sighs) Boy, we're really killing it this episode. I feel like the energy is tangible. It's crackling. It's my daytime Uh, headache. Yeah. I I go to work at 9 and and get off at 5. We could talk about that. No. You know what?
1: (laughs) Everybody thinks that's normal until you don't do it, and then you're like, this is a headache. (laughs) That's what I'm saying.
0: Weirdly, I mean, actually, my, my dad was a emergency room physician for the vast majority of my of my formative years. And uh so we never ever had a nine to five. He had uh you know, blocks of shifts. They were originally ten hour shifts and at some point they went to twelve hour shifts, but he just worked four days on, four days off, or five days on, five days off. Um, so like I never experienced the like dad grabbing the Fedora and the uh you know the briefcakes and um you know he's got a he's going to grab a piece of toast out of the toaster and hold it in his mouth as he like grabs the newspaper Be home it sounds at time, like honey. you
1: experience this vicariously through popular through movies
0: every possible medium yeah mm-hmm. uh, so no my dad was never uh he was he was also like a uh, you know it's a sort of highly trained sort of thing but i mean he's a effectively a tradesman right like he i didn't my dad never got that big promotion you know, it was never anything like that. Oh, right. It was like, um, <laughs> got to put in extra hours of work. Yeah. The boss, the boss is going to have my, uh, no, he just like, um, you know, I'm sure there were, there was advancement or whatever. But right. in general, from 92 to 2000 and mm, mid 2000s, I want to say he put in 15, 20 years as a, um, as a ER doc. So like there wasn't, there were all of these like tropes of, of, of work. Never really happened.
1: Yeah, I've potentially avoided work situations that involve uh, pressured performance for stability.
0: Okay, I tell you what. Could you, uh, could you give the uh, the the overview of the podcast and the email and the phone while I go see why my daughter? I think she, um, I think she's on fire. That's kind of like okay. it, It's possible gonna, that she's on yep, fire.
1: I'm gonna try to remember all that, even though okay. I don't. This right is uh, Cameron and Brock or two people. Emailable at Cameron and Brock or two people at gmail.com. Maybe. So you can try it. See if it works. Um, there's a phone number, which is eight something. Hey, Cam. We'll ask him later. And we talk about things that relate to us as we grew up together from a young age. Um, Cameron was a sort of... Lost child, um, very introspective, wandered um, what the meaning of it all was, and I was very um, devil may care youth, and we formed this strange bond. And one day we were um, sort of at each other's throats, but we ended up um, both falling into the same river at different spots, and were lost from our respective families. And we met uh, We sort of ended up on a a similar log, so I had to figure out how to merge our two personalities to the betterment of both and um, uh, find our way back to civilization, along which way we picked up sort of a uh, friendly uh, raccoon that traveled with us for a while. And uh, we learned a lot about life, learned not to trust raccoons because they're very dangerous and not. They're greedy, not friendly, whatever. Well, we're not we don't talk about him anymore. But anyway, we made it back to our respective families and we have been passing
0: friends ever since. I I've been here for a little while now, but I didn't want to interrupt the raccoon story.
1: Yeah, no, don't fact check that, but it is what I remember and I, it's what I'm sticking with.
0: I I think that, you know, in the pre internet era, we don't have we don't have solid records of any of this stuff. I don't think you know, anyone could I mean it's up to them to prove the like the non-existence of the raccoon.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, no. It's not like any kind of movies from the 90s or anything else, or stories or tropes. It's what really happened.
0: I mean, tropes are there for a reason. It's because they're based on truth. <clears throat> exactly. Truth it's that rec- becomes so recurring that it becomes like irritating. <laughs> Eternal recurrence. It's yeah. happened. Yeah. I only remember Ringo the raccoon, and only vaguely. I definitely
1: I, – uh, we were not on first name terms, so <laughs> um, I did not remember our full phone number. Not that anyone ever calls Oh, it,
0: it's 2525
1: Hey Cam. Eh. All right. Well, that's close. There you go. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. Um, no, Ringo the Raccoon. It was a, a – do you remember Ringo? Ringo the Raccoon was a, a – a, we had some VHS tapes that just had, you know, the name of the thing written on the outside. It sounds
1: like something you could have easily made up in your head on accident.
0: I'm so I'm not like sold 80% on 80% sure that's not true. But what I do know is that, well, what I don't know, I do know it exists. I'm looking it up now. Uh, Ringo the Beatles. No, not that Ringo. Let's see. Ringo the Raccoon appears to have been a, oh no, this might not actually be a thing I can find out. Because Ringo is also a Beanie Baby. It appears to be a popular raccoon name. Um, Shocking. Oh, wait a minute. Re- Ringo the Refugee Raccoon. A Walt Disney's what? Wonderful World of Color episode season 20. Was this just an episode of a television show?
1: Well, Strange. we used to have recorded television episodes on VHS. Well, that's the, house, so.
0: that's the thing is like I had no context, right? You like You just have VHS tapes and one of them says, you know ringo on it and it's it's somebody at some point tapes one episode of what apparently was a television show called walt disney's wonderful world of color um
1: where you learned about the plight of the refugee as told through the
0: story of a dirty trash panda i guess so this this television show ran for um 37 years there's 733 episodes of Walt Disney's World of Color, and you, you had the
1: Ringo episode. <laughs> I had the
0: Ringo episode. 733 episodes. Where is, I is mean, this? I mean, it's a cartoon, dude. It's not a cartoon. Not a cartoon. Not- no, no, no. This is not a cartoon. This was a live action. This was a real raccoon Uh-oh, that, like, uh, yeah, knocked show. over trash. I mean, that's really the only scene I remember. Is he literally is in a trash can? Um, as as they do, it
1: continues to sound like something that you just assembled in your head. I'm looking, go, raccoon. I'm staring knocking over trash
0: cans. I'm I'm looking at the the IMDb entry for this anthology television show that ran for literal decades to almost three quarters of a thousand episodes that has just disappeared to time. Is this? Mm. Disney, the thing is, this is, you know where this is? It's in the vault. It's in that, it's in the Disney well, vault. Well, lucky They, they for walk you, up all their stuff.
1: They're going to make their own streaming service, which will yet again fragment our options to pay for content streaming. Ugh. And uh, you can probably watch all the Ringo that never existed to your heart's content.
0: <laughs> I bet it's on YouTube. I'm going to do this later uh i'm i'm going to st- i will say that the plot keywords for the uh 3 uh, 732 episode 8.6 star tv program known as Walt Disney World of Color open with this is the keywords uh comanche indian <laughs> uh actually mostly just uh references to indians they must have been a really high profile sort of indian episode one is cartoon mouse which i really think is um a little a little obtuse <laughs> Um, this entire list of keywords IMDb is very insecure about. I'm looking at a list of 32 keywords and under every keyword is a link that says, is this relevant? So as I'm trying to scan this text, um, either IMDb is really not sure or it's really just trying to use this as an opportunity to get me to think about what I'm doing on IMDb in the first place.
1: I appreciate that. It's like um, Wikipedia instituting a new policy where, at the end of every paragraph, it just appends the "We're pretty sure." Like <laughs> just at the end of every paragraph.
0: Well, I mean, I, I sort of infer that, but I'm, what I'm well. Saying people is,
1: need to see it to remind themselves.
0: I I I think that you are correct. <clears throat> at one point, I wrote a web uh, plugin for a popular developer uh, news website known for its insufferable comment to commentary uh, comment threads that uh, just put the word actually with a comma uh, in front of every single comment. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, and there was a lot of actually, actually comments.
0: Oh yeah, pr- probably in, in any case it, it, uh it gave you what was already there, you know, just explicitly of, was pretty satisfying it fit well um anyway i i i am sure i bet we're calling it now on this podcast that is so good at um both forward and forward thinking and and past reflection that the walt disney's world of color is going to make a resurgence they have they have a locked and loaded a 746 or whatever.
1: This was uh, the kicker. This is what made them push the button to go on the streaming service. They're like,
0: "We're bringing back Ringo. We, we got
1: Marvel. <laughs> we got <laughs> we got the classics, The Mermaid, Aladdin, etc. These are hard to get. We vaulted them away.
0: Star but Wars. We need
1: a content flood. We need a bingeable crown uh, capstone, to crown jewel, crown jewel, and we're gonna bomb drop Ringo in the color friends or whatever you're saying. This show's called.
0: <laughs> no, it's it. the uh, Ringo and the color friends?
1: Yeah. And, um, it's going to just, it's going to explode. Netflix stock's going to
0: just take a pitch. I'm so confused as to the format of this television show. Season 33, episode 18 is called super Ducktales, which is Woo! a, yeah, but it's an hour and 37 minute long. I assume so. This isn't this was like a banner name for what I what appears to be an assortment of uh, feature film long things. Uh, the Muppets at Walt Disney World. That sounds great. I'd watch that. That's an hour long. So there's no like overarching theme here other than Disney, Disney just owns it. puts everything out in this under this moniker. And then they're gonna they're gonna
1: they were the original Netflix.
0: They're gonna prime a 733 bullet long (laughs) minigun of content, and they're gonna riddle popular culture full of holes.
1: Are they gonna automate removal of the racist content, or is it just gonna be unedited?
0: (laughs) It's every time every time they show. Well, they're gonna um yeah they're gonna replace Walt Disney with a CGI uh, (laughs) Paul Rudd. Uh, and he's going to be a, a brand new character. Uh, they're going to kind of move on from uh, from the the because otherwise, you know, it's like uh, celebrities getting their their racist tweets dug up. Somebody's going to dig up all of the reprehensible stuff that Walt Disney said about literally every other people group, and uh, and that'll be a whole thing. See, now the FBI and Disney are going to be mad at us for this episode.
1: I'm not. No, I'm on Disney's side here. Okay. People need to be able to absorb history. Now, what will happen is we'll have CGI Paul Rudd. Um, it's still incorporated mm-hmm. the, when racist things happen, or you know, things of a different time period <laughs> right. that need to be explained. Sure. Uh, the the cartoon will freeze and out will rot walk CGI Paul Rudd. And he'll have like a PSA announcement about framing what was being said and why it was being said. Um, and then the, you know, children and or adults that are binge watching Disney's um, Ringo's color friends mm-hmm. will not only get an entertaining show, but get an education.
0: Well, I think, I think that the um, – to properly sort of like they they need to reflect and and uh and uh recognize the mistakes that they made but let's not go as far as to apologize for those mistakes this is more of just like a recognition and then uh the Disney uh, I mean maybe it is actually Walt Disney it's Paul Rudd but I mean it's he's gonna be unrecognizable you're gonna need a big name there but it's gonna be like you know when a when uh when Vin Diesel played Groot like it's not it's more just about you know, like the assurance that you get in a big name casting. But he's going to be unrecognizable under layers of heavy makeup and, uh, and then some CGI. And he's going to, as <laughs> as Walt Disney, tell you that he has changed. And he's learned from his mistakes.
1: Oh, so it'll be like a Walt Disney, evolved Walt Disney, like mm-hmm. woke.
0: himself. Woke, woke Disney. Woke Disney, yeah. Evolved could be a trigger word. Mm. Um <clears throat> Well, yeah, that's see you you've already lost 50% of your uh, viewership there. Yeah, you got to be careful. Although you may have lost that's the other kidding. 50% by saying woke. So um uh, <laughs> we're at 0%. All right, we need to reboot. Uh yeah, well, there, perfect. I mean, we're obviously we're going to be rebooting uh <laughs> all of this. There uh there's appears to be a cartoon uh there a cartoon Ringo uh at some point I, I I'm not going back to the Google image searches, but the the um, entirely non-fictional. Uh, well, I mean, he is fictional. Entirely non-created by my brain uh, character of Ringo the Trash Raccoon is uh, was real a real raccoon. Oh, this is getting confusing. Um, he was a real raccoon, fictional persona, I assume. Uh, became a cartoon, but in the modern <laughs> trend of Disney, sort of turning into an Ouroboros. Uh, an entertainment Ouroboros. They were now going to create a uh, lifelike CGI Ringo reboot.
1: Oh yeah. Wait, is he going to explain the changing times thing?
0: Oh no, this will just be, we're just going to sweep that right under the rug. I mean, it's going to be like that new Disney, uh, the Dumbo thing where I imagine that there's not going to be a PSA at any point in the Dumbo movie about like the, the, you know, the things that happened in Dumbo. Um, It's still going to be a movie about, you know, like um, that particular movie. It's It's still still going to be be a movie
1: about enslaved elements taking LSD. Right.
0: Right. Exactly. And like, we are going to make that, uh, uh, we're going to land that, we're going to bridge, we're going to build a bridge right over that uncanny valley uh, with our, with our unrecognizable Paul Rudd. I
1: mean, you know, if people get to binge it, they will not care. So we're good.
0: Yeah. It's Disney. It's going to be, you know, trending on the trending row. I'm looking at IMDb now and like, right. I mean, I still have this open. I'm sorry. Uh, I sh- I should really close it because right now the other thing on the screen enveloping all sides of the still 960 pixel wide IMDb site because rest, trust me, responsive websites, hard to build. Um, plus you lose ad space um the rest of my screen is an advertisement for what appears to be a movie about the transformer bumblebee uh and uh, this movie appears to star uh, professional wrestler john cena <laughs> and, <laughs> wait no. <laughs> what?
1: no i don't want to ask any questions about that
0: okay it's it's i mean it's all here and like um he's right there and that's definitely john oh, cena oh i believe you and uh, and a girl um, It'll be streaming.
1: That's Disney too, so.
0: Oh, is it? Oh, man.
1: I you know what? I don't know, but it's more likely that if I said that it would be correct than not.
0: So good. Mm, we're um let's see. Again, bleed, bleeding edge of uh wait a minute. Who who is that girl? Oh, this is awesome. Oh, I
1: know. I okay. saw a commercial for this. I didn't remember John Cena was in it, uh, which was throwing me off. But it's the girl. Uh, she was in True Grit.
0: Oh, I did not uh, see the, True Re- Grit. the remake of True Grit. I did not see the remake of True Grit. I'm 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 I've seen neither. See the have problem seen with True Grit? Anything? No. Uh, I've seen Ringo, the Trash Raccoon, um, classic Disney. <laughs> Everybody remembers Ringo. Uh, the problem with True Grit is, um, I want to see it, but I have. I mean, it's a six-hour time commitment, right? <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> Excuse me. I want to Seems. see the new one, but I've got to see the old one to see the new one. Oh, I like, see what eh. you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Mm.
1: All right. Well, uh, that's it. That's all I got for you. I'm sure she's in other things, but I am a very shallow well of information.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, it's okay. All I've written down so far is woke Disney and day shift headache. So we're <laughs> we're we're covering about the normal amount of ground. Um, it's just usually not reflected <laughs> back at me in like a, this very sort of stark. Uh, index card all
1: right well you want me to talk about like getting old problems that's usually pretty popular
0: please um as as someone who uh wait never mind i don't want to talk about me getting old tell me about your getting old problems
1: well i mean i think it's a fairly amusing way of getting old um is that my very good friend had a wedding in town this weekend yeah adam
0: friend of show adam bates
1: i a friend of show adam bates He's been on our previous podcast, the off-cited by, well, no one, um, fantasy football
0: podcast. Uh, Ostensibly about fantasy football podcast that led us to make this Mm -hmm. ostensibly about everything else podcast. True.
1: Mostly that podcast was about us secretly developing our universal theory about Peyton Manning's brain containing all of reality.
0: Mm.
1: That's right. Um which st- I find the most compelling
0: i've never I've still never had a parm a chicken parm sub. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: so uh friend of show Adam um, had a wedding which was successful. I was in the wedding, which made me very happy. And there was festivities and dancing and some alcohol. Anyway, I'm not one to do things halfway, so I either don't do them. Or I hurt myself doing them. So I, my knees have hurt for several days. Um, I'll randomly find a different part of my body very specifically that is extremely sore. And I'll try to recreate the motion that hurts the most to determine what I had been doing when it happened. And some of them look like dance moves. This is like sort of a reconstruction.
0: Yeah, this is like uh, a yeah. This is a uh, what's uh, the the crime forensics. scene reenactment. This <laughs> yeah. is a, for, a <laughs> self forensics. here. are sore like, self forensics. Was I was I dabbing my elbow?
1: <laughs> yeah. You
0: know, when, I, when I got dab a, on the right, it's it hurts way more. Okay, thirty
1: percent uh, excessive right side dabbing. <laughs> um. Uh. Definitely. We were lifting him up over our heads repeatedly at one point. Oh. And, and I, I think, ended up accidentally convincing others that they were carrying more weight than they really were. So I had sort of a one-handed overhead press with more than half of a human's body weight, which can only be explained by pure adrenaline. Uh-huh. Anyway, I was very happy about the whole situation, but I was very sore, and I never thought that about anything but working out intentionally before.
0: Yeah, I thought that you, uh, are are you not working out these days? I mean, I don't mean to pry. Oh, don't you? Uh, yeah, not as much. I need to
1: get back more regular.
0: Yeah, I, uh, uh, my, for my side, I've got, um, sort of a, um, sort of a shifty elbow or shoulder right now. It's not, (laughs) it's not from dabbing. It's, it's the shoulder, which really. So
1: you're always like looking at it askance in the mirror. I wondering think, what it's gonna do next.
0: Oh yeah, no, it's well, it's moving. It's it's oh, not. It's quite, literally shifty. Yeah, it's not quite like I'll, I'll lay on my side and I'll feel my shoulder just sort of like come apart a little bit, and that doesn't feel great. Um, so I, uh, but I did this. Uh, my, you know, I, th- I think that uh, what, lifting human beings and weddings is a young man's game, certainly. Um, usually, uh, that's sort of a lifting. Being one of many people lifting a human body is kind of a young and old man's yeah. Game. Did you just if, win a sports
1: championship, right, you know, or, did or someone?
0: I was going with pallbearer, but yeah, also sports. Um, well, <laughs> I
1: and, don't know what kind of funerals you've been to, but uh, there's not a lot of like heaving up over the head and back down again.
0: I'm actually I I'm, I'm picked. What? How do you lift the the pall? Bear the pall? Well, don't you? you
1: do. Well, okay. So usually it's just you're lifting it. With your arm off the ground, okay. The side, but you can also do the thing where you have it on your shoulder. Um, okay, depends, but you know there's not a lot of like heaving it up into the air in repeat, repeated celebration. Although now you're yeah. saying that, that's the kind of a funeral I would prefer. I don't want to disrespect the mourners, assuming there will be mourners at my funeral, <laughs> but. Uh, it is a little bit about them. But, you know, it's a little bit about me. I would, I would prefer there to be some sort of ruckus during the event.
0: Well, it's really a win-win because either, you know, you you can kind of tell the mourners uh, they're not going to argue or they can't argue, um, or they won't be mourning, in which case the ruckus sort of takes care of itself, you know. Um Yay. But, um, so uh, let's go with yours, the, uh, sports, sports thing, or what I happen to be doing, uh, also young man's game is a, a, a rock and roll show. Um, so I found, oh, yeah. uh, I was at a rock and roll show a couple of weeks ago with the, uh, with the band every time I die, which, uh, are oh. elder statesmen of, uh, that particular genre at this point, um, they're older than me. Uh, which is Oof. weird. I mean, it's weird that we're all, but, uh, the, the thing that happened it said every time I die show, which was pretty heavily attended. I mean, they're, they're still real popular. Um, and, uh, there was dudes crowd surfing. And the thing about crowd surfing is a crowd surfing person gets near you and you better hope that you were surrounded by other people who are also willing to join, you know, exact same problem as you. We both ended up with um, entire human beings over our heads recently. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: Everybody's thinking it's the other person,
0: yeah, exactly, and in this particular case uh at least one of those times it was only part of me and not a lot of anybody else and and if once somebody starts coming down from a crowd surfing <laughs> thing i mean if you're not in a solid you know like um you know a sea of people they there might hit sort of like a you know a, a, a empty spot, and then once they start coming down, they're really not going back up uh you and, know yeah.
1: My feeling, though, is at that point, you know, they took the risk. Oh, yeah. And so if it's between you and them, it, you've got to make the tough choice to pick yourself over them.
0: Well, yeah, it's it's more of like a center of gravity issue, usually. Like one person already above you as they're being passed. Really, you only want to – mechanics of so crowd surfing, generally speaking, <laughs> the person is going to be over your head already. And so then it's just sort of like a, you're just passing them on, right? If if you end up with like, you're reaching out and then they're going to the side and they're no longer above you now, all of a sudden, instead of uh, maintaining an arm's length, you know, sort of like a static position, now you're like setting down 150 pounds to like two feet to the right of you. Um, And you don't want to drop the guy. Anyway, I hurt my shoulder. (laughs) <laughs> um, and it still hurts And that was like three weeks ago
1: <laughs> You know in in my case I uh, it, he, the Adam did not have a choice We um, I don't know that he resisted But we sort of forcibly hoisted him Into the air with his bride um, Luckily the bride Didn't end up being my responsibility Because then I had been really nervous But she was probably considerably lighter So I don't know <laughs> I think I came out in the most difficult situation, which I do not regret, and my arm only mildly hurts today. So,
0: I mean the the uh, overarching theme here is that you just don't you don't bounce back uh, the way that you once did. <sighs> I <laughs> maybe I think that I
1: just need to have a better handle on how much effort I'm allowed to currently exert in any given activity.
0: Uh, you either got to lower the ceiling or raise the floor. Really? Right. I mean, it's the, yeah. it's, the it's the going from, it's still like, Oh, like I've, my exercise consists of, and this is true, walking to work and back. Uh, and last week I did, uh, I did two exercise videos. This is all very sad. I did two exercise videos of a, like what's supposed to be a consecutive day series. But at the end of the second day, I couldn't straighten either of my arms out. Um, so good sign. Yeah. So I'm there am at work bending over sideways to fit my not straight arm <laughs> into my pocket to get my phone out.
1: Look, I even did that as a young man. That's why I'm saying it's more of the former thing I said, which was raising the when floor. I would get, when I was getting to work, uh, go to work out, I would just come, I would exert as much effort as physically possible for whatever my current status was. And that's always too much. Um, And so, yeah, there was one day at work, I had gotten in there and just, I don't know, thought preacher curls were a good idea, did a bazillion of them. And like you said, I couldn't extend my arms the next day, like quite literally. um, They were catching it at about a,
0: seventy degrees,
1: not quite a 90 degree angle. Oh, okay. And uh, yeah, yeah, I was, uh, yeah, so there was a lot of like bending over and twisting towards things um just had to make do so i think at every age it's about doing a like 20% under your full full speed well, full speed I'm- should be reserved for like life threatening <laughs> situations
0: man i you're probably right and this is a, a sort of like a dagle family uh tendency uh that you seem to share or many people do i guess but it's like you don't do anything 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 and then when you do a thing you're like uh 100% of this thing is what i'm going to do and then you break something or pull something it's and, just deficient yeah, it, it seems at first very uh yeah i get that from my dad the uh have you ever like i can't remember it's been decades since we threw a football but like i when the daggle like when we get together to throw a football it only takes about 15 minutes for it to become like long bombs only. <laughs> like, we're just chucking yeah. the football back yep. and forth They're as like, far as we can. why are
1: we so far away? Oh,
0: yeah. But I'm. But
1: I'm, it's too late. Yeah. You gotta like, throw it.
0: Y- y- you know, sometimes you'll switch to like throwing it really hard in crossing routes, but that's actually more tiring. So then you go back to just like gunning it at each other from 40 yards away or whatever, however far we can throw it, probably not 40 <laughs> yards. And, uh, and like I, I remember uh, hanging out at a park with some friends of ours in Florida, uh, as our toddlers at the time were like on the on the playground, and I, I threw the ball with this the, my buddy Chris, and Chris kind of tossed it to me, and I tossed it back, and he tossed it to me, and I tossed it back, and I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> normal people just do this for like thirty minutes and sort of chill, uh, like, and I realized that maybe I'd been throwing. Maybe maybe I've been playing catch too hard my mm, whole life. I think
1: I think well maybe not. It feels like your description of Dago football is more accurate. That's how it I've experienced. Um, I think we yeah, life's a competition. If not with others, with ourselves, <laughs>
0: <laughs> mostly with ourselves. No one in my family is like particularly athletically inclined or really. My brother is like a runner, or he was in like high school. My dad played, my dad tells stories of when he played football, which was in like peewee football. I'm not even sure he played into high school, but he, he played, he was in like a, um, middle school football in rural, like Louisiana. And, uh, and the, the, this was the, you know, 1973 or whatever, and their coach, one of their drills was just to have two players line up twenty feet away from another and then run helmet to helmet into each other at top speed.
1: Yeah, yeah. They uh, just had a thing, a little piece about that where they're like, "Don't do that," because lots of people were getting hurt.
0: Right. Yeah. That was just what you did in the mid seventies. And he got he messed up his uh he he messed up he slipped a disc in his spine, uh, and the coach just like wrapped ace wrap around him and sent him back out there to keep doing it. And he's kind of always had back issues ever since then. Like, uh, yeah.
1: <sighs> that is not
0: very reassuring. No. Uh, what kind of, uh, let's see. I, I, my, uh, my children, I was about to ask you what sports your children are in, but, um, I actually have late news on that, which is my children both went to a swimming pool, uh, mm-hmm. To for swimming lessons because it's winter and getting them inside doing something warm is a great idea and they had borderline too much fun like shannon <laughs> said they were like so amped up that the teachers were like wow your, your kids really like pools like a lot <laughs> so it's winter wow. they've been in a, a, a they've been in an apartment in chicago cooped up Oh, that's true. Yeah, Yeah. when you
1: said a pool, I was confused because I just usually assume outdoor pool based on where I live. Region, yeah. Well, uh, sports, uh, we're trying to toss some of them into gymnastics. I think when is going to play basketball? I don't know. I don't get super excited about sports. You play – what what? Oh, I played all kinds of sports. I just want the kid to like be like wanting to do something and do that. I guess I don't know.
0: Yeah, the uh, we may have we may have hit some of this on the podcast. I forget. But when I when I coached archers t-ball in Florida, he was three and four year old first timer t-ball. Did I tell you I did that? I forget. Uh yeah, I do yeah. think you did tell me. Okay, well the um the, 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 the Shannon hung out with the moms. As you do, uh, cool, waited, cool. waited, waited for, you know, every kid to hit every inning and run to the next base. There were no outs and no score or anything. We almost got an out one time in one of the games, but the kid didn't, he didn't run. Um, the, uh, are we, I think we got one hit all season official. Anyway, um, <laughs> the, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, the other moms were talking and this keep in mind, this is like, you know, no one is older than four at this time. And they're talking about their kids and they're like, Oh yeah, his older brother's uh you know, basketball, but we're gonna put him in baseball. Like they they've made these decisions with their four year old, they're like, This is their baseball kid. Oh, um,
1: yeah, I mean just dividing resources, really.
0: Yeah, I've I've just <laughs> I, I don't understand and up here that's ridiculous. It's like hockey is uh thousands of dollars a year, you're driving your kid three hundred miles to play equivalent skilled hockey teams. Oh, I don't know, I'm with you, yeah,
1: yeah, I think we did talk about it. It's uh, <laughs> I just don't wanna be being lazy I uh, being like, you know, I'm gonna come up with a bunch of reasons why this thing makes sense to not do that I don't wanna do
0: that's the that is the like one of the scariest things about being a parent, right? It's like like which of the experiences that my parents forced upon me were actually formative and really healthy and good, like and which ones were optional. Because if you're too laid back with your kid, maybe one day they'll grow up resenting you for not making them get good at anything, and they're just like, chill, but sort of like, have no skills, or whatever.
1: There is an infinite way you could screw up, Cam. So I just want you to know and consider that.
0: Oh, man. Would you do that for me? No, I'm doing it right now. Okay,
1: I'll give you a minute. Where, where, where do I go uh, from
0: here? Actually, I,
1: <laughs> dude, that reminds me, I read this, lit. well, I'm listening to this book. Did I tell you about it? The Mathematical Universe book?
0: You told me it was, uh, you used some uh, multi-syllabic uh, excitement word. I wanted to say you said it was stupendous or something. Oh, no, you stupendous. said, sorry, you didn't. Well, you actually just said, that. it's blowing my mind, is what you told me.
1: Well, I suppose you could translate that into stupendous, but it's not exactly the same
0: sense, now is it? No, I guess not. I'm wrong.
1: Well, it has uh, some elements of parallel universe ishness, but it's very act like it's very physics based. Why, you know, explaining how those are actual predictions of theories rather than being like, wouldn't it be trippy if there was a lot of use?
0: <laughs> Wait, so I it's- think. It's talking like mathematically it's talking about? Well,
1: the theory uh, that it's promoting, if you will, this guy's pet theory connected with a lot of research he's done on on other topics, why he tends to go this way is um, that the universe is actually a math structure, right? At its most... Basic essence. Now, that's still not a full answer, right? It's not purporting to answer. There's always more questions. But as sort of a holistic look at it, the universe is actually sort of a static math structure that we are just experiencing different parts of. And I know that sounds weird, but it's actually, you can walk through it fairly simply. I'm not saying it's right, but it's oddly feels oddly explanatory of a lot of the otherwise yeah everything's so crazy i can't even wrap my head around it so well i'll give you the one i'll give you one of the best uh, analogies that he gave just as a quick so this makes some sense to somebody um so imagine uh, chess a uh, chess game and chess basically has just data and relations between the data so mm-hmm. places on the board pieces and what those pieces are allowed to do to interact with each other.
0: Finite outcomes.
1: Right. So within this set of rules and initial data, um, you have a finite space of possibilities that encompass uh, the possible games of chess. Right. But more so, chess itself is the complete set of all of the possible games of chess. And it's not... When you play a game, you're seeing different parts of different games. But at no point are you creating a new game of chess by playing it.
0: You're just seeing
1: physically uh, a specific instance of what the space of chess contains. And so we, of course, are experiencing an instant of a game of chess that is merely – Part of what is described as the static structure of all possibilities of chess.
0: Are you saying that life is actually, indeed, four-dimensional chess?
1: I am not at all saying that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, I told. Okay, I wonder. No, but I, I get what you're I, saying. That is yes. a wonderful. I, I I think that that is a. Um, I I understand. I'm picking up precisely what you're putting down. Um, because like my my where I thought you might be going. Is like uh, the way I've heard it described before, sort of, I guess, is that like you can only operate, examine the universe only, you can only examine it by assuming that it's like rational, right? That there's no threshold at which like things don't follow some pattern. Like, and and, the only
1: thing that we've noticed for sure is that we've never found an instance where math doesn't seem to be consistent. Right. Math itself, yeah. So yeah. I think that's where you're getting
0: it. Yeah, and like math, math is about like equilibrium, right? Like the um, a, a math equation. Symmetries. Yeah, and math equation is like ultimately about one thing being a different way of expressing one other thing, right? There, right. And that's there's, there's that. I forget where I was going with that, though. I like yours. Like the fact the idea that a chess game is just – uh, not created, but experienced, like you're just moving around yeah, between different so in, like, outcomes in that, of a chess game.
1: In that analogy, uh, well, how you feel about this in relation to being a ex- existing as an individual is sort of tricky. But sure. Yeah, we're really more like they call it, he calls it observer moments. I mean, at any moment, we're just that part that has the information that's processing into the, you know, that would transform into the next part if you were following it through like a chess game. Right. But that consciousness is what it feels like to be that moment in the structure, or moment's the wrong word because it's not time-based. Time is, or consciousness is what it feels like to be a observer Piece of that structure at any given point within the structure. Uh, So, like, it's just another, it's just like taste or it's like sight in this sense. It's the feeling of being an observer inside in a point in this very complex mathematical object, which also includes all other possibilities. So, you know, you might observe an. In this case, you don't really think of it as another version of you observing a time in which you didn't screw up raising your kid. right? Uh-huh. There is a observer moment that is in a part of the structure in which the data has fallen out such that Archer is super well adjusted based on the other calculations that, um, you know, connected to that part of it. But you're not experiencing that. You're only experiencing whatever you happen to be in in the moment. Mm. You don't get a choice. So don't be too hard on yourself, but also, you know, probably have a little bit of an existential crisis about it.
0: I mean, I find, you know, existen- I, I just watched an episode of The Good Place last night where uh, a, a, a character in the show, have you seen The Good Place?
1: Yeah, I actually watched some of it Um well, Abigail had said something about it, but you said something about it, so I watched some of it with her. It's pretty good,
0: yeah it um it gets it takes about a season and a half for it to really start because you know you 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 look at the overview of the show, and it's oh, it's a show about like people go to hell uh <laughs> and you're like, "Wow, how do they pull that off?" And the answer is they kind of just like bounce around and have fun with it for a really long time, and it's like, "Oh, hell's a place where there's pineapple and all the pizza kind of thing." Um, and then like amid through the second season, they kind of start to hit things a little bit more and, uh, talk about like the, the finiteness of a human experience and your actual lack of control is part of what makes it matter and like gives it meaning. Cause one of the primary characters is like an ethics expert. Right. And he, he starts to actually like drop some heavy ethics. Yeah. 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 And, uh, the, and one of the characters who's, uh, there is a character uh i don't want to spoil li- literally anything about the show but like there's a character who's like um an infinite being but he's not actually infinite he can actually die in a sense but like has never thought about it before and he has like an like a total yeah. existential <laughs> meltdown like and they, they the humans have to walk him through it and be like look the, you know Part of being, I think, even one of the lines of the show is like part of being, and this is one of the cheeriest shows since like Scrubs or something. But like, they're like part of being a human is being a little bit sad all the time, um, because there, you know, there's there's a finiteness to everything and your a lack of control that you have over like everything. Um, but that's kind of what one of the things that makes everything matter. Uh,
1: yeah, and it, that's cool. not surprising. Because of what I saw of the show and what I've probably seen is several episodes over a couple seasons of it based on coming in when Abigail's watching it.
0: Oh. Um, It's incredibly dense. I was immediately
1: surprised by them actually addressing real uh, ethics in it. Uh, You know, and obviously, well, in a, you know, impressively entertaining way for being a show that a lot of people watch. Yeah. but like recognizing oh they're like that's real ethics that's like stuff that you'd have to learn at college and not like and i'm like huh i think they're tricking people into thinking about things
0: yeah that's what it feels like uh for sure <laughs> yeah it's it's but like yeah it, i i'm kind of already uh primed for being able to uh process something like that without it like blowing my evening apart um well and it's even good. it's even i mean like, there is a, uh, a, con- a sort of a theme or like a continuity between that idea that like everything's okay or everything's okay because it's like all a mathematical equation and it's all rational and like, well, more or less, especially within the context of like how your life works, it, you know, that things are going to be pretty consistent. Uh, Right. Re- reality nature of reality wise is another it's a, a sort of another blanket that is as comfortable as or it can be as comfortable as like a, everything's okay because like there's an active sort of like extra rea- extra real force keeping everything uh, or that has a plan for everything, right? Like in both cases, you're talking about a narrative where something has mm-hmm. a plan. It's just one of them is is it's a plan because it's a, it's a infinitely complex machine. And the other is it's a plan mm-hmm. because it's like an infinite being.
1: Yeah. I think that, um, I mean, I've always felt that it, a lot of people's arguments actually arose from either misunderstanding each other's analogies Or taking, forgetting that they made an analogy and thinking of it too much as a, as like actual truth. They know, right? So I think that those like you're explaining two things that could be deeply compatible and explained in totally different ways, uh, or the same thing explained in totally different ways. Um, I think as people, the the main sort, the main thing that we are worried about in these cases is if the thing that has a plan is nothing like us, then it's not entirely comforting to know that it just as well could be horrifying as great as far as our subjective experience of the plan is. Right.
0: Yeah. It's the, do we matter part of that whole thing? Sure. Sure.
1: Yeah, I mean yeah, you know, our consciousness is you know how we experiencing things taken into any kind of account as far as the outcome of things <laughs> or uh Right. It, yeah. Um but you know I th- Yeah, at some point you do get to, even if you know this or think this, you do get to sort of just live it out anyways. Like the idea that there's some kind of preset deterministic structure that you exist within, as in like there is no time, like you've already did what you've done, but you didn't even do it Oh yeah. um, type of thing, is you still, what you mean by experience and choice and existence is still what you are going to be doing. Right. There's some sense in which we're like, well, but it's not really choice. You know, where's the free will? But as far as you're even able to define it, there is free will to you because you would only ever be able to do the same actions and you believe that you're experiencing the taking of the action. So there's functionally no difference. So I think you could still be happy doing it.
0: Well, I, I, uh, I, this is a much, uh i had that specific like free will versus not free will conversation uh an unhealthy amount of times in college but only in the context of like calvinism versus arminianism yep, yep. <laughs> with some people who i no longer <laughs> keep in touch with uh yeah and what there was there's other that adds some what real uh real choice uh coding on top of it like uh, a strict calvinism also uh saying that like you supernaturally are incapable of understanding true uh, what a true thing. Um, right, and it
1: <laughs> says, perhaps in this analogy, God creates the structure of the math structure you exist within to do a certain thing, which you may end up getting the raw end of the deal in. Oh, yeah. That's where it's sort of confusing. It's like, I can understand it's just a thing, and it's what happens, but like... If I'm intentionally being railroaded, well, I don't really love that idea. <laughs> well,
0: that's that's when you start to throw that into it, and like uh, the 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 two you know the overly simplistic uh, take on the two sides of that coin is either you're being railroaded or uh, you're being judged on like perhaps a a uh, sort of. Uh, overly simplistic metric that doesn't take everything about you into account, right? Like, there's like one of the things is subjective, and the other one's like heartlessly objective. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. You're either at, you're either at the mercy of like a being's judgment, or you're at the mercy of a system's judgment.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, there is some. Co- no, I think you, I think that that is where how it falls out. I think there is some comfort in knowing that either way you don't have a choice. <laughs> like, you you still are going to take choices, and either way it's not entirely up to you. Like, the idea of emergence is cool. Like, even though we're thinking about being just really, f- we're just deterministic uh, equations falling out. You know, like, our particles do, in some sense, calculably determine what we do next. Um, you are more than that, just like, you know, the wave's the classic example, right? So the wave right. moves, and it doesn't matter what substance it's moving through, largely. Um, it, and the particles themselves aren't the wave, because they sort of stay where they were, and the wave keeps going. Mm-hmm. It's like you're a wave that was created somehow, and you are sort of your own thing. You know, like, there's no other way to describe it. You aren't the pieces you're made of. You are like this traveling calculation that's just sort of falling out through the thing. And so, like, uh, in that sense, people are pretty special. We're the most complex things that we know about in the universe because of, you know, how complex a quote-unquote consciously experienced observer would be in the math sense. And since you can't really change your choices no matter what, you know, it's, I think you can feel pretty special and do the best you can, right?
0: I, I, I mean, I just recently found out that I'm like half bacteria. So I mean, I'm yeah, I'm, right? I'm providing for a lot. That a freaks
1: lot of, out some people, you know, in yeah. the whole thing where like when you really get overly set about your individuality and your how you sort of conceive of yourself, all of a sudden you're like, well, if I'm, if I'm like 50% bacteria and like my brain halves actually are two different consciousnesses that talk to each other but you can cut them apart what am i it's like no you're like the sum of it that keeps
0: going along <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a am mathic- a mathematical ecosystem man whoa, whoa. man uh,
1: see and I- that's when paul rudd walks in <laughs>